Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What is up, everybody, and welcome in to another episode of the Up Tempo Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lane, here tonight with my co-host, Dustin Smith. And Dustin, we are here to recap a little Auburn basketball, man. Uh, the Auburn Tigers, right, with their lives on the line, Yes, At home, in Neville Arena, with the number 12 team in the country coming to town, the Tennessee Volunteers. Man, a lot of people are saying if you don't win this basketball game, Dustin, you don't get into the tournament, man. And the Auburn Tigers delivered 79-70, to 70, man. Look, it, it got <clears> – excuse me, it got a little hairy there towards the end, man. Uh, Auburn just uh, – Tennessee come back and got a lead. Auburn, they get a couple buckets. They push the lead up to about five or six, and and then it got to a foul game and everything, and then Auburn hits their free throws, and then Auburn, they start fouling for under a minute for some reason. Tennessee's getting buckets. Uh, they're getting points uh, as, the, as the clock stopped and everything. It just felt like Auburn couldn't get out of there fast enough, Dustin. Uh, but, man, they, they somehow get it done, and – uh, the defense in the second half, uh, tip your cap to guys like Zepp Jasper, Joe Nye Broom, Jalen Williams, man. Uh, Zepp's not a guy that, that's going to fill it up in the in the stats, uh, in the stat department, but what he did on defense in that second half and taking uh, Vescovi on a, on a vacation, as a lot of Auburn fans have called it, uh, away from that three-point line. And, and Jonah Broom without a Dylan Cardwell and Jalen Williams down low. And just uh, a lot of people said Auburn, you know, couldn't couldn't get it done, man. You know, they, they can't close out games. And just talk a little bit uh, before we really get, get in here and dive in, just your thoughts on this team's performance, man. Had to have it. You know, you save one of your best for last. Yeah. Because here's the thing, too. That was a – Tennessee was probably a two-seed coming into that. So, that's going to help you out a lot, man. Um, you're locked in for sure. And the most impressive thing is what Bruce Pearl said. You're picking yourself up off the mat. We were 3-8 yeah. and eight in our last 11. And other than that Kentucky game, most of those are heartbreaking losses. You just mm-hmm. lost another heartbreaker to your arch rival on the road. You could have folded. Uh, these guys could have gave up. You get 13 points, eight rebounds, and seven assists with zero turnovers from Jalen. Yeah. Um, 
man, it's yeah. hard to lose when you do that. And then you look at the defense that Zepp had down the stretch. You get, what, 20, yeah. 23 and four from Wynn. You get 16 from Allen on 45% shooting. All your everybody that needed to step up stepped up. Um, those yeah. four guys, man, Janai as well. Those guys, uh, they all were on. They all were on. And one of the things that has plagued us in this this bad stretch that we've had to close the season out mm-hmm. is, is yes, the offense, yes, the shooting that we all know we're 350th, 360th, and all these <laughs> and all these offensive numbers. But bro, it's been it's been in those close those clutch moments. We haven't got stops. We just haven't got the stops. We've seen that all year. The we just the 50-50 balls. We haven't got them. The, yep. the balls rimmed out at the wrong time. We had two shots that I can recall pop out and pop back in. Finally, yeah. last game of the season, uh, but we finally got the breaks. I thought it was a fairly officiated game. I thought it was a physical game that the refs stayed out of the way of. And mm-hmm. amazing how how we can do you know how well we can do to close the game out when all our guys mm-hmm. aren't in foul trouble and we can actually have our team on the floor. So overall, just very impressed by the way this team. You had to have it. You could have folded up so many times this season. I mean, you really could have folded up after Kentucky, but mm-hmm. and then but you decided to pick yourself up off the mat, and then you get another gut punch first Alabama, and just this team just to keep coming back, to keep coming back. Um, that's the most impressive thing to me. And look, dude, I was watching was it Tennessee Tech and somebody last night, and yeah. it's a crazy game at the end. They throw it in, uh, inbound Tennessee Tech with about two seconds to go, hits the shot, they go into overtime at the buzzer, and I said, uh-oh, it's March. It's this time yep. of year. So all you got to do is get in the dance, baby, and then it, it literally like crazy stuff just starts happening, bro. So, Dustin, uh, before we before we really dive into the game, another thing that just kind of trickled into my head, man, is, uh, look, Bruce Pearl kind of took a lot of heat, uh, not only just this past week, after the Alabama loss from the Bama fans and and everybody like that. But he's taken a little heat from inside of the fan base. Some people on social media just kind of, you know, it's BP. He structured this roster and everything like that, you know. Uh, No BP slander. But, man, just talk a little bit about Bruce Pearl, all right, how he kept this team together. Because this thing, it could have sunk, okay. It could have went overboard and just uh they could have folded it up man for real let's be honest i mean it, it was a tough couple weeks there for auburn basketball but somehow he kept it together he kept everybody sane everybody uh titus could be in the locker room man and to win 20 games for another season what five out of the last six five man of the last six you know he's in my opinion, man, he's one of the the greatest hires in Auburn sports history. Period, and that's that's you know going across every sport at the university. So, uh, just talk about him, man. Everything he means to this university, and and just how he really kept this thing together. It's been funny to watch a lot of some of the, some of these Bama fans the past week or so try to spin this certain narrative about if Auburn misses the tournament. Pearl have only made it this amount of times. It's like, well, you're conveniently leaving out the COVID year where we won 25 games and we were about to roll. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was an impressive job because you turn guys like Samir Dowdy, like Javon McCormick, role players, you turn them into superstars. Um, What Bruce did with Javon McCormick that year, it's a tragedy that that team didn't get to finish out because it was such an impressive job. And listen, can you say that he missed on Johan and Chance? Yes, I guess. But, like, 
you can't tell me there isn't a college coach that didn't miss on those guys. They were ranked yeah. what they were ranked, and anybody that would have could have had them would have took them. So, and we've talked about it ad nauseum. If you go back to the beginning of the season and say you get nothing out of those guys, you drastically change your expectations for this season. So, I think he's done a good job of keeping keeping this team psyche up. Is the most, mm-hmm. is, you know, I think just finding ways to win these games when we just don't have guys that can put the ball in the bucket. Uh, Jalen Williams is probably the closest thing we have to an NBA player. The skills there, but we know what it is. He doesn't. He doesn't think he's an NBA player. Um, it, it just comes and goes. So with what Bruce has had, this might be regular season wise, might be one of his best coaching jobs that he's had at Auburn. Five out of six years, twenty wins, Blake, and in those five years, uh, ten conference wins as well. Auburn had only done that, and I've seen this. I'm not like. This isn't something I came up with. I've seen this floating around all day on Twitter. I'm sure you all see it at this point, too. Auburn has only had uh, five seasons like that pre-Bruce Pearl ever. And he's done it mm. five in the last six years. So it speaks for itself. You see him on the baseball broadcast today. Uh, call How cool was that? How cool was that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, just, he, he just he just is Auburn, man. Um, yeah. I love him. And I know that he, is, he has been – his remember, uh, I think it was the tough loss to Bama at home where – his daughter posted a picture of him watching film working hours after the game. Um, yeah. So, man, just another hell of a job, and we're we're happy to have him, man. We're lucky, yeah, we're lucky to have him. I preach on that, man. And look, I you know I wanted to talk a little bit about this tonight because Dustin, I've given this team hell the past couple of weeks. Okay, really and truly, I've given them hell ever since they lost in Athens. All right, to to kick off the the start of the SEC play and everything. So uh, I've been on their back, man. I've been on their case, and I've been saying that, that you know, it, it could possibly go to the NIT and it come down to this final game. But for this team, man, your final SEC game, you're at home, and to give a performance like that, especially in the second half, man, you're, you're trailing at half. Uh, you could have come out after half and, and absolutely laid an egg, but you didn't. All right, you didn't. It was senior day. You knew that that your backs were against the wall. And where I'm going with this is, man, Zepp Jasper. Okay, you look at the stat sheet. He doesn't fill it up. But, man, just talk about the defense that he played. Look, there was a loose ball uh, around the uh, – it was at the top of the key. The loose ball kind of got knocked away, went, went into midcourt and everything. And who's there, man? Zepp Jasper fighting for it, uh, just just scratching, clawing, doing whatever he's got to do to get this team a victory, man. Uh, Zepp Jasper and his performance, Dustin. Uh, some people might remember this guy. He, remind me, he reminds me of James Posey. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to get on that stat sheet, but I'll do whatever it takes to win. Yeah. And uh, just you can't, you can't speak enough about how clutch his defense was in those final four minutes. He just – he shut mm-hmm. him down, man. He he shut him down and uh, gave our guys a chance to win and just everything that he's given this team. And, yes, listen, we've been hard on him because he's had nights where he's put up zeros across the board. Um, all you can do is keep playing, and when your number's called, in a moment where we got to have you, he showed up in his last home game. And uh, he's, he's a great kid, man. We all know that. Like, I, I don't we all love him. You see his personality. You see how humble yeah. he is. He's been speaking uh, all this week about how grateful he is to BP, how grateful he is to the Auburn fans and the university mm-hmm. for the opportunities it gives. So um, how far will this team go in the tournament? Probably not that far, 
But uh, I'll say this, like, I'm glad that guys like Zepp get to go experience it and hopefully win a couple games and make some noise in it uh, because they, they deserve it, man. They've earned it. They've had a rough year. A lot of us have been hard on them as fans, and they've just kept their nose to the grindstone and earned a mm-hmm. tournament berth. And a very hard schedule, Blake. I want to point this out. Uh, we played A&M twice. We played mm-hmm. Bama twice. We played at Kentucky. A very, very difficult schedule. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And, and look, that kind of leads me into my next question to you, Dustin. And one thing I really wanted to talk about is no Dylan Cardwell, okay? Mm-hmm. Every every analyst across the country said Auburn's going to get pounded on the glass, all right? They, they can't stick with Tennessee in their bigs. They're just going to get eaten in uh, uh, inside the paint. Uh, how does Auburn match up physically, all right? And we had two guys, Jalen Williams and Joe Broom, seasons on the line once again. And these two guys, man, look, Tennessee only had six more rebounds than you, and you had your mm-hmm. 6'11 guy, Dylan Cardwell, not even play. And and you had guys like Jalen Williams just in there, just banging bodies, man, and, and snatching boards when it mattered most for Auburn. Uh, just talk about these two guys and their performances. Hey, and look, Dustin, Joe Broom. I saw him get a little hot with that three ball Saturday. Right? <laughs> hey, uh, Cuz was letting it fly. Cuz was letting it fly. He said, give me all good or bad for us. <laughs> <laughs> it was good Saturday. It was good. I'll take it. TBD in the future, right? <laughs> um, the, the thing about Janai was he came out in that second half and set the tone. There, Those first three, three and a half minutes there in the second half, he yeah. asserted himself. He said, listen, we're here. This is what we're about. We're here to play, and we're going to get this dub. He's been the rock all year. He's been the most steady player on the team. He's been the most consistent. Um, he'd be my MVP of the team. So he's just a guy that we know we can do on. And out of foul trouble, like I said, props to the officials just letting us play. And we talked about it after the Alabama game. I told you I didn't think we were going to win because of the Dylan Cardwell. I just – yeah, I know how I know how Tennessee plays, but in every interview and in every press conference I saw Bruce Pearl talking leading up to the game, he pounded. Everybody's got a rebound. Everybody's got a rebound. Everybody's got a rebound. And we've got a bunch of vets that played like they didn't win the damn NIT. They wanted to play the tournament. And whether it was loose balls, rebounding, getting back on defense, whatever it was, we busted ass and we got it done. It was just it was about effort as much as anything. I agree, man. Uh, the the effort. Look, you could you could see that that was probably the most effort Auburn's had uh, in 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 the past couple of weeks. Uh, you could tell that game meant something to them. They did not want to go out on a sour note, Dustin. Uh, and and look, the guy that stirs the drink, man, Wendell Green Jr. What a damn performance! Hmm. Uh, and it and and look, I'll tell you what that shot he hit right before the half at the buzzer. Over in the corner, I think that saved the season. All right, it saved it saved that game. It saved the team's momentum going into the locker room, and ultimately, in my opinion, that was the biggest shot of the year. Mm. Because I think if you go down, what was it by seven? They were yeah, down seven, and he yeah, hit that three, and that four. cut it to four. If you go down by seven into that locker room, uh, questions are going to start flying, man. Things are going to start getting said. And you could tell after he hit that shot, Wendell kind of had a little swagger and said, hey, I got you. Like, let's go. You know, we're good. We're only down four. We're good. 
And then the uh, way he just stepped up to the line in the last minute of the game, Dustin, and just hit free throw after free throw after free throw. Uh, his 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 defense, just the way uh, he he was just a competitor Saturday, yeah. man. Uh, he he was an absolute warrior out there. Uh, you could look at him and, and tell that he wanted it like none other. And uh, th- that was that was a, a huge thing to me. Even KD Johnson, man, I, I was watching the game with my dad, and he was just like, you know what? He's like, look at KD, man, and he's like, he's like, he's not he's not having his greatest game, but these guys want to win yeah. this game. They, they're playing for the tournament, and and you can you could just feel it. You could just feel it with the, the last couple minutes, man. That that Auburn was actually going to close a game out yeah. and get it done. At Leor dunks when I knew. Hey, did you even know he could dunk? No, and I'll tell you what. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if I've ever heard that place that loud. Dude, Lee Orr getting up and flushing. Hey, and it wasn't like he just put it in, all right? No, he dunked. He tried to put a little hammer behind it. He tried to put a little pizzazz <laughs> on that thing. <laughs> yeah, great play. And uh, the th- we talk about Wendell. This is what sticks out to me, Blake. Obviously, he was finishing at the basket. Mm-hmm. That's when you know wins on. He was yep. finishing at the basket in contact and then hitting his free throws. But what's the the, the crucial thing to me, 18 assists mm-hmm. and six turnovers. That's yep. directly because Wendell controlled the offensive flow when we had the ball. Everything was nice and calm. We didn't shoot a lot of bad shots. We only turned the ball over six times, and we got six steals as well, so you negated every turnover. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a very in-control, a very managed, this is how we're going to win the game. And it's hard to get Tennessee out on a fast break. They want to slow you down and slop it up. And we, it wasn't it wasn't a fast-paced game, but we got them out enough. We got them out enough, and we kept them from, you know, running us up and down the floor. And we control the pace of the game, which is very hard to do versus Tennessee. And that is, to me, that's pretty much directly on Wendell. He, man, he stepped up, and I thought it was his, one of his best performances in an Auburn uniform. Absolutely, Dustin. And uh, you know, he made he made one of the biggest plays of the game, also in my opinion, uh, on on the defensive end. Tennessee inbounded the basketball, uh, and or, or the they got a rebound or, or something happened. Vescovi got it at the top of the key, and he really wasn't paying attention, and he just kind of mm-hmm. dumped it back. And when he dumped it back, Wynn read it. All right, You could see Wynn at half court, bro, and he just he just takes off because, he. I mean, he sees Vescovi not even paying attention, and he just kind of dumped it off. Wynn steps in and rips it. And uh, that right there showed me that, hey, this Auburn team mm. – they're playing for something, man. All right, they're playing. They got. They they showed heart, man. That's the biggest thing. That's why I'm so damn proud of this team, Dustin. Is uh, they showed heart, man. And uh, one guy that I'm super happy for, Alan Flanagan. I think he's playing the best basketball yeah. of his Auburn career, man. Uh, that 15 foot mid range, uh, 15 to 18 footer, he is absolutely locked in right now, Dustin. Uh, shot fake, shot fake. Dribble drive, pull up. It's it's absolutely buckets right now. And uh, he had a huge three Saturday. Uh, I mean, the dude is just balling. And is there a better in-game dunker than Alan Flanagan right now? 
No. Um, he's he's hopping. <laughs> he's hooping, bro. And the, the thing is, is uh, it was just wasn't it just so nice to see those guys dancing that video of them dancing yeah. and because uh, you, you just, yeah. to see them finally happy and finally rewarded for all these close games for all these effort that they've put in to finally see them get over the hump we know what flan's been through with the injury and everything else uh just to see him celebrating with his dad and having that moment and the thing that about flan is it's just like Jalen to me i you can see it you can see the confidence when he's playing mm. well you see it it's in the way he plays. It's in the way he pulls up. There's no hesitation. I'm getting mm-hmm. to the hole. I'm going to do this. When he comes around that screen and catches that three and just lets it go, no hesitation, it's going yep. in nine, nine times out of ten. You can tell early what version of Flan you're going to get. If we're going to get out of the first weekend of this tournament, we need that version of Flan. We need confident, feeling myself Flan. And it kind of seems to me like when he hits a big three early or gets a big dunk early, he kind of needs something to get him going. And once he does, sky's the limit. And no, tar- he was very few turnovers and 40, like 45% shooting. He's efficient with his 16 points. Exactly what we need. Well, Dustin, man, one big thing that stuck out to me is the way this Auburn team has been shooting the three ball. Auburn hit eight threes in this game, man. Uh, they hit 12 the other night at Alabama. Is, is Auburn starting to come alive behind the arc? Um, I don't want to jinx it, but it's, <laughs> it, it's certainly better than two for 27 and three yes. for 19 and some yes. of these things we've seen. And if you just hit eight or nine threes and you only have six turnovers and you hit 75% of your free throws, mm-hmm. oh, you might you might win the game. Man, they did a hell of a job. I'm super proud of them, Dustin. And uh, one thing I am worried about is, is Trey Donaldson, man. He got a little banged up. Look like he rolled an ankle, possibly. Uh, any word on Trey Donaldson? Have you heard anything? Because I have not. Uh, just to see Trey, and then and then you know Dylan was out and everything with his ankle injury. Uh, is Auburn getting beat up at the wrong time? Is everything going to be okay? What's going on there, man? Well, those guys provide crucial minutes. Yeah, and I think that over this past month or so, Trey has has kind of gotten better, and he's he's shown you in these 10 to 12 minutes a game, this is what I can do. He is passing. Is he the best passer on the team? Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he is a, he is a true point guard. We saw him in Tuscaloosa say, Hey, watch me get some buckets. Yeah. Uh, so it, it is kind of unfortunate because coming at the wrong time when he's playing good and him and mm-hmm. Dylan, whether it only be 10 or 12 minutes, it gives those guys a rest. So they're fresh at the end of the game and they've been, and they give you something in those minutes. It's not like, like I said, over the past month, Trey's been giving you something. You know Dylan's mm-hmm. going to give you physicality. So, yeah, we got to have him. Uh, man, looking at how we went out last year in the SEC tournament, like I want to win a couple games in this one. But if you're Bruce, you do you look at it and say, okay, we're locked in. Our seed is not even really going to change unless we win this thing. I mean, if we go mm-hmm. on some crazy run, we might gain a seed or two, which you're pretty much locked in. The – the uh the committee is already filling out brackets and kind of getting you know, a feel. So how much is, how much of an impact is this SEC tournament really going to have on your overall seating? Not a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you even risk playing in those guys is the question. Well, uh, here's the thing, man, is, is like, I see a couple people still on Twitter saying that this game right here, the winner goes to the NCAA tournament and the loser goes to the NIT. Mm-hmm. 
I, I look, I, in my opinion, man, both teams are locks. All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't see how you keep these two teams in the Southeastern Conference yeah. out of the tournament. Now, if Auburn would have lost Saturday, then I would have been like, okay, well, I could see that argument. But they didn't. Both teams are locks in the NCAA tournament, in my opinion. But now, let's talk about this Arkansas team. All right, a team that we just kind of thought they were peaking a little bit, now kind of looks a little suspect again. Uh, I know they got uh, NSJ. I know Nick Smith Jr.'s back uh, for the Razorbacks. But, look, let's be honest, man. They're not a great shooting team, okay? Uh, I, I feel like they only have two deep threats in their whole entire lineup. I think this is a very, very good matchup for the Auburn Tigers, all right? Obviously, you would have wanted to play Florida, uh, but it didn't work out like that. But I think this is a matchup that that fits Auburn, all right? I think Auburn could take it to Arkansas once again this season. Uh, but, man, let's just say some crazy, you know, whatever, Auburn loses to Arkansas. Uh I mean, you still think they're in the NCAA tournament, right? 10 seed, maybe an 11 seed. I know Joe Lenardi still had them. Like, even though Auburn beat Tennessee, he didn't move, he didn't move Auburn off that last four by line. So that kind of, you know, I kind of looked at it and I was like, oh, man, we're still on a last four by. Like, that's a little strange. But uh, I still think they're in, even if they lose to Arkansas. But what seeding? Where would you put Auburn? Would you put them in as 11 seed, 10 seed, 9 seed? Where at, Dustin? I think we're going to come in as a 10 seed. I think we've earned yeah. a 10 seed. Um, listen, Missouri's a really good team, and we beat the brakes off of them. So, yeah, and it would just, just beat Arkansas, beat Arkansas just to be sure, you know? Yeah. Nobody can say nothing then, but yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I don't understand how people. I think Arkansas's in too. Um, yeah, these are they're they're a good team. So yeah, I think we're in. We're probably going to come in around the ten seed, and at that point, to me, it's it's just about it's just about the matchup. We said this three months ago. <laughs> if this team wins two games, I'm not in the tournament and goes to the Sweet Sixteen. I'm not going to be like, oh, I don't see how that happened. I'm not going to be yeah. just like super shocked. I don't expect that. But I wouldn't just be like, oh, what in the world? And if we lost in the first round, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, you, you, you only, you have six turnovers. Just keep that. You, I've been saying that all year, right? Keep it under twelve. Keep that number under twelve. Hit your freaking free throws and just shoot what we've been shooting thirty round thirty five percent from deep. Yeah, dude, we're gonna make some noise. So I mean, to me, like I don't. To me, in the NCAA tournament. There's not much of a difference between 11 and a nine seed. I don't care at that point. It's to me, it's yeah. about it's just about the matchup at that point. So we'll see. We'll Great see point. where it all falls. Great point. Uh, look, I want this one Thursday night. The reason I want this one is because I want a rematch with Texas A&M, Dustin. Ooh. All right, Texas A&M. They just took down the number two team in the country. We're not going to say their name on this podcast, but uh, they uh, they got the number two team at home, and I want to. I want a rematch. I want a rematch with Texas A&M, Dustin, uh, just because of that free throw disparity uh, that we had cool. at A&M. Yeah. Uh, and and look, I know their guards are really special, and I know they shoot the absolute lights out of it. But man, it's tough to beat a team three times in one year. 
And I think we really owe them an ass whooping. So um, I'm tired of looking at Buzz Williams. Uh, I think I think Bruce needs to get one back. Uh, how sweet would it be for Bruce to knock Texas A&M out of the SEC mm. tournament this year? Uh, that would be uh, that would be a chef's kiss right there. So uh, that is why I want this Auburn team to just uh, absolutely lay it on the Arkansas Razorbacks Thursday night. But, Dustin, man, before we get out of here and wrap this one up, uh, we're going to give you the floor, let you have your final thoughts and everything, and uh, and just shout out whatever you want, man. Well, if we beat Arkansas, the next game, our Friday night game, will be at 6 o'clock, and that'll be interesting uh, because I'll be in Plainsman. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Southeastern. Yeah. So, I don't know how exactly. Yeah. I guess it'll be basketball game on the phone at the baseball park or – Maybe they'll put it up on the scoreboard for us. So we got to figure something yeah. out with that. Um, but yeah, man, uh, winning two games in the tournament would really be sweet. Uh, and I think, speaking of that other team, do you think that they kind of mirror us last year, or are they are they trending the wrong direction at the wrong time? I would, I think. So. Man, they haven't been playing great, and they haven't been shooting the three ball great like they were at the beginning of the year. They haven't. Uh, they they shot it very poorly Saturday at AM. I watched it. And, uh, man, one thing about them is their size down low. All right? They have great guard play, and they just have the size down low that when they get into a tournament game, uh, you're on a neutral court, I think they just cause problems. For an opponent. Now, if they go cold like they have the past couple, uh, I'd say about two weeks, they it's haven't the shot inc- it it's great. It's the incident, really. Yeah, yeah. They haven't shot it great behind the arc, man. Um, they're still a sweet 16 without shooting the tray ball, okay? With shooting it, they're a final four team, yeah. uh, in my opinion, uh, just because of a, a Betty Yako and a Brandon Miller and a Sears at the point. Uh, they're, they're, you know, you got guys like Bradley and then JQ off the bench, man. Look, they're deep as hell. Uh, and they're just a really talented team, man. So uh, I do like how good they are. Um, but they got to start shooting it better, and and that's a great question, Dustin. Uh, that look, that kind of happened with us last year. We started out on fire, all right. We, we were shooting it, we were playing really good defense, uh, and then all of a sudden, we kind of right there before the SEC tournament, it started getting a little hairy, man. And so uh, that was the downfall right there. We stopped shooting the tray ball, and and it went ice cold, and you know, shit happens. So. Uh, you know, I would love for shit to happen to them. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, <for laughs> um, sure. but uh, yeah, man. So uh, the SEC tournament coming up, the NCAA tournament coming up uh, this coming Sunday is selection Sunday. So brackets will be filled out. Look, if you watch this podcast and you want, uh, we're willing to do a NCAA tournament bracket. We'll just do like a, a little $10 buy-in. I don't want to make it like crazy for anybody. We can do it on Venmo and winner gets the earnings or whatever. If y'all want to do winner gets majority of the pot and just say, you know, second place gets like $25, $30 or whatever. Like we can do it however we want, man. If you're interested, hit the DMs. Like 
we're cool with it. Like we want to have as much fun as possible. We want to interact with all of our uh, listeners and followers uh, and, and anytime, man, the DMs are absolutely open. So if you have a question about Auburn sports or anything like that, hit us up. We're always willing to talk and, Oh man, uh, go over to that YouTube page. There's been a lot of growth over there lately, yes, and we we appreciate each and every one of you for subbing, following, uh, liking the videos. That is that is the biggest thing is like seeing people like the videos and the comments and stuff. Uh, it, it, look, all you got to say is just War Damn Eagle, and we're in there, all right. Um, but yeah, if you could just spread the word about us, uh, get us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, rate the show, leave a review if you can. Uh, we absolutely love it. So we thank each and every one of you. And, uh, hey, we'll catch y'all uh, on the next one. Auburn, Arkansas, Thursday night, 6 p.m., SEC Network. We'll catch you on the next one. We're out.